Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The loud frequency coming from your radio is not a mistake. Do not turn off your radio, but instead turn up your radio as loud as it can go. Do this so we can broadcast this frequency as loud as possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome, you guys, to Game Stuff. I'm your gamer guy, Corey, the grounded one. Uh, today, we're going to have a talk about the Game Awards, but not the way you might think. Uh, this week, we're actually going to talk about the Game Awards as a whole and kind of our opinions on them and has it changed from what it was originally was when it first started. Um, but today, I have joined with me Joe. How's it going, Joe? Yo, yo, yo. And then we have, again... One of our favorite special guests, Andy from Dual Screens. How's it going, Andy? And I'm your gamer gay Andy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're here to hear. I'm doing great, guys. I am doing great. I'm in a good mood. I'm excited about the Game Awards tomorrow. I want to talk about gamer. It. I'm a gamer. He's going to watch the. Is there going to be a special new. So are you watching the same award show we're going to be watching, Andy? Or like. Is there a different, yeah. I mean, after your last couple episodes of Dual Screens, which you guys haven't checked that out, Andy's got some spicy, spicy interviews. Um, you got to come check those guys out. So uh, make sure you pop over there. Oh, yeah, it was spicy. All right. So with that, um, this week, we are going to actually go back to our original ways and talk about what we've been playing. It will be a little bit shorter, obviously, just for the fact of us trying to get this all packed in one hour. Because uh, Andy has somewhere to go, and so do we. Obviously, uh, we are recording this on the night of the release of Cyberpunk, so we all have places to be, and we all have places to go. Some might be Night City, some might be for some crazy interviews with some crazy people, and you guys can catch all that out somewhere, somehow. Um. So with that, um, I'll let Andy. You start of what you've been playing because I know, sadly, uh, it hasn't been much, uh, due to the fact that you're just producing so much amazing content on dual screens. So, uh, how about you start? So I've been playing a lot of uh, Monster Sanctuary, which was released uh just the other day. I think it was yesterday. Uh, it's on Game Pass. It's also on PS4, Switch, and PC. I backed it on Kickstarter a thousand years ago. And then my my key finally came, and I was like, "Shit, I have a game finally now that I backed on Kickstarter." <laughs> it's like I, I back a thousand and one things, and then I just forget about them for a long time, and then it's like, "Shit, free game, free quote unquote free game." So it's like it's essentially Metroidvania meets Pokemon. That's what I was seeing. It, it looked very interesting. Yeah, if you if you shut your eyes and imagine what that would look like, it is exactly how you imagine it. It's essentially it's a side scrolling platform, but when you fight, when you encounter a monster, it goes into like a little turn based battle on the map, like a side scrolling platformer, and you pick commands from your monsters to fight other monsters. Now the cool thing is that there's a skill tree for each monster and that's so rad. Because you can like totally customize the feel of each monster. Like, should I do? Should it be like more of uh, the ice attack, or should it be more on the physical attack? That's kind of rad. I'm like two hours deep so far. Uh, I'm loving it. It's got great pixel art, great soundtrack, and they're my next guest on my podcast. So there's that. Got look forward to. So. And you're playing this on Switch. I'm playing it on Switch and PS5. But they gave me two codes, so I was like, nice. oh, I'll, I'll try out both. Well, my Switch code was on my back, so then I got a review code for PS4. Nice, so okay. I'm doing both. Gotcha, gotcha. I picked different starters. So, I picked a lion starter and a wolf starter. There you go. Yeah. So, if you like Pokemon and, and, and sprites and Metroidvanias, this is the game for you. What else have you been playing? Uh, That's really it. Um, I played a little bit of Summertime Saga, you know, that porn game that I was, that I had on my show last week. 
Yeah, I heard just that. I heard that was a pretty footage. big interview. Yeah, just to get some footage for YouTube. And I was surprised at how much depth there is to the writing in this game. Well, I now yes, there's fucking yes, there's boobies, yes, there's penises, yes, there's three ways and fetishes and all that other fun stuff. But there's an actual story here. Well, I, which is really charming. I think that's the cool thing. Um, like I listened to your interview you had, which you guys have to go check that out. And I personally have played Summerstime Saga as well. I may or may not have given the hint to Andy to maybe look into it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was all you, baby. That was all you. But, uh, though, with this game, for sure, um, it's, it's interesting. It's always that you hear the description of like bad porn movies where it's just like, hey, I have your pizza. Like, let's fuck, right? Like, um, there's always yeah. those kind of porn, but like with this game, you could take out the porn of it and it would still be a good game. And that's what I think mm-hmm. makes this game so neat. Um, is that it like I told Joe I'm like yeah there's a whole entire story where like your dad dies and he mysteriously died you don't know why you're trying to find out who killed him and it's a whole murder mystery and the mafia's after you and he's like what I'm like yeah that's that's the story of the game and you're failing all your courses and you're trying to like get back in school you have to figure out a way to do that <laughs> there's and along the way you'll have a a nun three-way with her and a teacher yeah, that's what happens sometimes in life yeah <laughs> Oh, exactly. <laughs> so, Joe, uh, how about you, good sir? Uh, what have you been playing this week? Um, well, I mean, since the last time we recorded, fuck all, because my PlayStation decided to not sync my trophies anymore. So I spent my I spent last night falling asleep watching my games sync to my console, or I'm sorry, all my saves sync to the cloud, so that I could reinitialize my PS4. So I could start earning trophies again. And there was a f- short moment in my life where I was like, you know what? I'm about to say fuck this whole trophy nonsense and just start playing games. Because this shit is ridiculous. Like, I have to go through all this bullshit just because there was one error within one of my games that not that wouldn't allow my trophies to now pop. So now I had to dump all of this shit off of my hard drive and my system and re-download everything. Thank God I use my I use an external hard drive for most of my games and just basically my saves and my apps are on my console. So it really didn't take that long to get everything back up and running. It was just seven hours to do all my cloud saves because it's 19 gigs of save data because I don't ever erase any save data for any of the games I've ever played. So there's 19 gig. There was 19 gigs on my console. Well, that's the cr- of just saved. That's data. the crazy thing when we think about like how many, like how many, like a lot of people don't realize like how much saved data there is. Like, I mean, if you put it into perspective, Corey, yeah, my saved data from my PS4 could almost fill a Nintendo. Switch. So to give you an example, uh, my cloud on my PlayStation says it's full, and it says it only has 19 gigs worth of saves on it. But it's kind of lying. The reason why it's full is because uh, all the other saves for my PS3 are actually what's taking up the other uh, 80 gig. So there's a lot. I thought you were going to say it's like full of shit like you. No. Oh, ow. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know where this is coming wow. from. Jeez, Joe's, Joe has to, re- he so has to redo his PlayStation. And now he's like. I have to fucking. I, oh. So like today, just just so everyone knows, like today I spent the majority of my day after finishing work just trying to platinum Miles Morales now because I can actually pop the trophies in the game. And it's a pain in the ass to replay something that you've already played and having to sit through the cutscenes, even though the game was great. Like, I just don't want to do this. Like, I want to play something else. But I was like, I also want to get the space back on my console. So I have room for like all the stuff I'm going to get over the holidays. So it's like a catch-22 of like, do I just put this in my backlog and finish it later as far as the Platinum, or do I just get it done? And I, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get it done, and I think I'm going to go back to the mentality that Corey has lately, which is just like powering through one game at a time and not like jumping around a lot. Yep. That's 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 pretty like, much I, with the PS5. I decided to do that because I was, I, I you know, the, the, the big thing you get told, especially with the backlog beatdown being a thing, is like, well, you should beat this game before you beat that game and then now i'm like okay so i just i'm like i don't delete games off my console until i beat them or platinum them um there's barely barely any games left on my console now so 
That's great, though. That's that's great news. I mean, I I for one beat seventy six different PS4 games this year. That's a lot. Like, that's more than most people own. Yeah, and that's that's the cool thing. So if you guys want to know what games those were, you can check out the backlog beatdown on the Facebook group that we have, uh, which is the competition we have going where you beat all your old games and gain points, or you platinum them, or one hundred percent achievement them, uh, or Steam achievement them. And uh, then you get a extra point. Steam? There's Steam achievement. Oh, what is Steam achievement? You just don't worry about it. It's okay. It's it's okay. the same thing as Xbox. Just they call them Steam achievements. The cool that thing that Steam does give is Steam does give you uh, cards that you can actually collect and trade that actually have money monetary value attached to them. That's the cool thing. Um, that that's a neat one. Um, but yeah, any other anything else there, Joe? Are Steve achievements like garbage pail kid cards? No, they're actually good cards, and some of them are worth like five to six dollars for a card because they're so hard to get. Man, I miss garbage pail kid cards. Yeah, they were great. Those are amazing. All right, so I'll go in. Louis, Louis. I'll go into what I've been playing, and then, like I said, next week we'll probably have more from Joe. Uh, but basically, what I've been playing, guys, um, since the last time we talked, I've uh, played and beat and platinumed Astro Boys. I've played and beat Man uh Platinum Man Eater again on the PS5. I've played and beat Miles Morales on PS5 and Platinumed it. I've beat Godfall. Um I just started playing Vigor, which is a brand new free to play game that just came out uh literally today. Um which is a open world post apocalyptic game set in Norway where it's a little bit it's kind of a combination between uh world uh I want to say uh DayZ and um like Fortnite I don't want to use, like, save the world Fortnite, not Fortnite Fortnite. It's where basically you can take a squad of people or go by yourself. Uh, you load into a map of 10 people. You try to go as much as you can and try to harvest as much ingredients as you can. Uh, an airdrop will happen at some point. You collect from the airdrop, and then you escape the area with uh, all the gear you've collected, and then you bring it into your base and then start making your base better. Um, it's kind of neat. There's also, like, elimination mode shootout modes it has been on xbox for a long time i think a year as well as it's been on pc so you guys can check it out that way as well um as for that um ps5 games just keep on getting better and they do look a lot better than the ps4 and play better um also with that i think today spider-man miles morales on ps5 did come up with a 60 frames per second ray tracing mode which is insane so if you guys don't know about that it came out today so that's that if you guys want to catch more of what we've been playing or talk to us, you can find us on the PlayStation Network. At the end of the show, we'll tell you wh- how and where. And uh, we'll, you guys can see what we've been playing. Ah, one cool feature. Andy, I don't know if you tried this out. Uh, me and my buddy Tyson uh, were trying to race each other in Astro Boys uh, during the time trials. And so what we did is inside the parties now through PS5, uh, any amount of people can share screens, not just one person like you could on the PS4. And with doing that, I was able to watch his screen and the bottom left-hand corner of my screen run through the speed run, exact same speed run I was doing as he was watching me and his screen on the left-hand side. So he could see what techniques I was using and I could see what techniques he was using to actually uh, beat each other's times. So it was a really neat feature. And I thought that's going to be so cool for like uh, if we play ghosts and stuff uh, again at some point together uh, with you know, Ooh, any, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, we can actually have where you can go. Okay, Corey, I'm gonna go get this guy and assassinate him, and you can actually see where I am in result in in for coordinate with that, and actually not have to worry too much. It's actually quite neat how they set that all up. Um, but with that, let's get into the topic of the show this week. Like I said, guys, we were talking about the Game of the Year awards, but a little differently than uh, what people think. We're not talking about what games of this year are Game of the Year awards. We're talking about where their game awards kind of started, where it's going, um, some new things they've been adding over the last couple of years and our thoughts and opinions on that. And also um, certain ways of like, does it matter to be a Game of the Year? Does it matter? Do the Game Awards, are they, is the Game Awards becoming like E3? And is it like becoming a thing where it's like, hey, this is announcements. Do we really care about everything that happens at it? Do we care if a game gets it or doesn't get the awards? Because um, lately I've been seeing a lot of uh, certain things pop up that seems kind of toxic for the uh, the, the gaming industry. And I, I kind of want to see if we have an opinion of how we can seem to fix that. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll just, I've got some questions and then I'll just go through and ask you and, and Joe 
and then I'll have an opinion too. Um, but first and foremost, uh, do you guys both think that the Game Awards is becoming more of an announcement show more than the actual awards side of things? Or do you think it's becoming more awards than announcements? There, Andy. Uh, I'm going to say to guarantee people actually watch the thing and care about it, they need to have these announcements baked into the show itself. Because, you know, flashback to the early days of Game Awards where it was just a total cringe fest and no one really cared about it as much. But now we see Jeff is really using his pull to get people to announce things. Like we had Mortal Kombat 11, like not too long ago. And then the Xbox series X debuted at this thing. So now it's becoming the must watch show, not for who wins what award. It's like what, what games has Jeff managed to get? into the show to be announced or shown for the first time ever and in a sense it's become like a little mini e3 where you're watching it just to see what's new what's up and coming and what's getting a world premiere because you know between the three of us i i i don't watch this thing for awards i don't care who wins a game of the year award from jeff healy or from that group of voters like yeah i mean it, 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 it holds no real value or, or weight i think compared to like if we gave an award or an ign or or a or a game informer it's all it's all relative essentially but i watch this just to see is there going to be elden ring footage this year are we going to see a brand new console debut are you going to see craig you haven't helped me a silent hill reboot Please God, have this thing tomorrow. But yeah, it's it's transformed into something of a marketing arm for the industry itself. Aside from showing what games were what games were great this year, you can play. It's also PR for stuff coming down the pipeline, and it's kind of taken over the whole. Like that is the meat of the show. I feel because they brag a lot about. What's going to be shown? We have 12 games this year, 12 brand new world exclusive things we're going to show this year. Well, I think year. BioWare's, they've already yeah. talked about the, the idea that they're going to be showing um, Dragon Age 4, I think it is. Uh, it's got a sneak peek. I think that's what's been rumored. Um, yeah, like it, it's the idea that it seems like when I'm seeing these leaks and stuff come out, it's not, here's the games that are winning or here's the, our expectations of what's going to win. It's like, I can't wait to see these awards. And part of me thinks that. Um, I agree with you 100% that this is becoming more of an announcement thing, like a mini E3. But the interesting part about that is, too, is I'm wondering if the reason why we're starting to see more of these awards be given uh, to certain things, I think those awards are being given so that they can extend the show longer so they can actually end up giving more announcements. Like, it makes me wonder, like, now we've got, like, you know, E3 coaches, or no, eSport coaches, eSport, like, managers, eSport teams, eSport person, eSport announcer, like, there's this whole, like... It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's uh, it is ridiculous. I'm going to have to step in here, because I just can't hold it anymore. Like, these, <laughs> these awards are terrible. <laughs> They've always been terrible. There's no way to fix them, because you're giving out awards for shit no one gives a, it gives you shit about, like, half the time. Like, I understand the industry needs an award ceremony, but mm-hmm. it actually needs an actual award ceremony, not a joke. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of Jeff Keighley. He always comes off to me as, like, arrogant, pompous, and a douche. Like, he's so, he's always... Hey, that, that's the Dorito Pope, Joe. You watch what happened? That's you the Dorito that? Pope. That's the Dorito Pope. Get out of here. You <laughs> right. Like, ever since he was on, on, like, X-Play and shit like that, I just couldn't stand him. So I've always had like a like a like a beef with him. I just don't. I'm not a fan of him. But I mean, if so we, like anything he touches, I was gonna say if we didn't have him, we wouldn't have had the digital E3 we got this summer. I mean, it wasn't really that good, and we don't need them. <laughs> like the developers could do all that shit on their own. They oh. don't need Jeff Keighley. Well, well, they can just be like, that could be a whole user game. Show. Uh, well, it's it's like, do we need the show? No. Um, it, it, I mean, do we need it? I think we do. I think we do need it an award show every year. I just, it's just become such a joke. I think it was hilarious. I think Andy pointed this out the last time he was on the show when he talked about like Green Day performing. 
and like no one gave a shit about Green Day. Yeah. Right, but we have Eddie Vedder coming on this year, Joe. Pearl Jam. Like, get excited for that shit. I mean, Pearl Jam was cool in 1991. I'm sure it was. <laughs> but I mean, I think I think that's where we're... Hey, one good album, and they're still trying to like live up to that one good album. So I, I think we're all agreeing on the same thing, that basically when it comes down to it, it's not really... like There needs to be something for this, but the way it's being done could be done a little bit better. Well, think of it this way, Corey. Like, they fixed the show. Like, I felt like maybe, like, a year ago or two years ago, they started to put the show in the back in the right direction. But now they're adding all this esports garbage in there. Have esports have its own shit. But I, it doesn't need to be part of the video game award. Well, I think I think maybe that might be something that needs to be done later on. I think, like... But I know why it's being brought in. Like, and we all know why. It's because... Because you know the esports teams are funding the shit out of this show. Well, I don't even think it's that. I just think esports. Oh, I do. I think it's esports in itself. Is like when you look at some of the most popular games in the industry. A lot of the time, um, esports are behind that, and the reason why these games become popular. Um, a lot of well, all the bro game, the bro games. No, 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 not just the bro games. I'm talking about like you look oh, at all bro game. All the esports no, games. No, no, are bro no, games. no. But you look, go down the list. Hey, bro game. No, no, Joe. I'm talking about the idea of like you look at competitive gaming in general. They're some mm-hmm. of the biggest most watched ever events worldwide are esports technically so if you look at like i'm talking about like game we just talked about a little while ago about games done quick that is a gaming competition that is an esport competition it is an esport uh evo which is one of the biggest fighting tournament ones that's a big game thing that comes out every year i don't i think the problem that runs in with the way the game awards is handling the esports side of things is that when they're doing the esports, like it was nice to see, um, I can't remember his name, but the guy that won e- top esports player last year because he was mainly in Evo, he actually wasn't part of like the CSGO or the Valorant or the um, the big he 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 made his name in fighting tournaments. And I think that's the problem is when you look at esports team, fighting games don't have teams, and uh, you know, games don't quick don't have teams, and I think that it kind of sets this line and I understand there's lots of funding behind esport teams and those type of games. And like, you look at like the tournaments for a, like Fortnite's pulling in like a million dollar tournaments and you have like CSGO pulling in. That's just insane to me. I think we haven't had another episode about how ridiculous esports is now. Well, I mean, you think about it though, you know, but you think about it, a million dollar tournament, what uh, a hockey player gets paid a million dollars to play a hockey game. Not a game. Well, some nowadays, what it's what no forty eight million for a three year contract. So sorry, not a game, but they're getting a year. Thank you. So a year, they're getting twelve million dollars. They're getting paid a million dollars a month. They get that for a tournament. But but what I'm saying, a million dollars for a month, and it's a tournament that's a once in a lifetime tournament that they're not guaranteed getting paid. That's the big difference: is that you have to win this tournament, and it's a million dollar prize pool, which means top place is probably getting. You know, six hundred fifty thousand, maybe seven hundred fifty thousand. But like I say, that's the big thing: is that you have how many people enter this tournament? One person wins that amount of money. Whereas when you look at a hockey player, or a football player, or a baseball player, they're earning, you know, a million dollars a year. To they could mm-hmm. be bottom team at the end of the year. They could suck. They could be injured for half the year. They're still making their million dollars. Whereas these esport guys have to, and the 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 career of an esports person is like six years. It's less than a sports person. Yeah, but they also have other jobs. No, don't don't let them kid you. They don't do this for like it's not their living. It is their living, but yeah. but it's their sponsorships that pay them more, and that's the reason why I think. Of course, they're on, but that's everybody. Yeah, but, endorsements are what endorsements are what athletes. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is like esports is about. very much a lot more sponsorship based, I think, than a lot of other sports. But that's a different topic altogether. But um, an- my next question then, uh, when it comes to this is. Do you think that the game awards themselves or just any game of the award should have such a um big pull on a game being good? Like that's my other big question because nowadays, like this year, The Last of Us is in the top five for being game of the year. It's in so many categories, it's in so many things. Now, the problem with The Last of Us is uh I know Andy, you're the only one out of all three of us that have played it. Um, but I know personally that with the backlash that's happening, it's other people like this game. 
and loved it or liked it not as much as the first one, but did like it just the same. But there's other people that are just like, this game's stupid. This game shouldn't deserve to be here. This game is just absolute garbage. And then there's the people that have never played it that also fit both sides. So first, Andy, what was your impression of of how, like, especially with games being in those categories? Because like Joe said, Hades should win game of the year. And I know that's because the only game out of those three topics was the game that Joe played was Hades. Whereas you and me both played Ghost. We can both see why Ghost won game of the year. but does a game have to be game of the year to be considered good? Like there's a lot of good games that just aren't seen in these awards just because they're not quote unquote popular. Um, Like what's your opinion on the last of us being in there for one, and then go into the fact of like other games that like, does it really make a huge difference to be a game of the year contender in a sense? Well, I think, I, I think the last of us Two, the nomination, it, I think it's rightly deserved because, no matter what that game, what your what your thoughts on that game are, it's it's a it's a technical achievement, start to finish. It is a a, a nonstop exercise in just human brutality, and it, it wears down your emotions to such a level where just when you think it can't get any worse, it does. So. For the storytelling, for the emotion, for the raw human emotion, for the gameplay, and just how visceral it is, I think it deserves to be out there. Plus that that game was achieved on a PS4 and it looks that good needs to be on that list. Well, now the thing is too is also I just think games that should be game of the year are games that are different, right? Something that changed. Like if I look at a game, like when I think of 2020. I can be like, man, 2020 was the year we got so-and-so game and it changed the industry or it did something so neat. It did something so cool, right? And I think that's the big thing where the problem with Game of the Year sometimes is it's, this is the popular game to vote for. So let's pick. Right? Well, see, that's, yeah. So it the nomination to me is fine. Do I think it should win? No. Like I'm between, like Hades for me, I think I am rooting for Game of the Year. Yeah. Because, because again, it's not, and again, that game doesn't really reinvent what the roguelike is. It just does it in such a charming and addictive way where it's better, better design than most. Right. And also when we talk about, yeah, when we talk about the games of the year, like, yes, the winner gets, it's it's, it's a spotlight and attention, but Hades being among Final Fantasy and Ghost and Last of Us, is a signal saying this game is really worth your attention. Well, the idea that it's it, it, it's like that's the one big big thing that I always find that I know in the last couple of years we've kind of lost the best indie game category or like the best new right. The problem is best new up and coming games have kind of changed to like what game continues to be a battle royale or a free to play game and keep on getting updated. And I think that's one of the issues I keep on seeing is. Like you say, Hades is by a small team. It's not by a big giant team like The Last of Us. It's not by a big giant team like uh, I think you're trying to get rid of that stigmatism, though, too, Corey. Like, of what an indie game is. No, but that's what I'm getting at. I I just think that's what I'm trying to say, though, is that I think really when we look at a game, I don't think it's the idea of being an indie game by itself. I just think that Hades should be getting a lot more... um, uh, It should be getting a lot more uh, volume from the idea that this game is made by a, a studio that's like a third, not even a, a, a what, tenth of the size of some of these other games that are on this list. And I always think the problem we always start to see is it's you're comparing a game that took eight years and a crazy amount of people that came out and it became, of course it's breathtaking and the visuals are great and all this stuff's amazing about it, but it has this big team behind it. Whereas with a game like Hades, where it's a smaller team, it's a, it's a smaller amount of development time. Like, this game deserves, I think, a little bit more praise than, say, like I say, The Last of Us, The Ghost, The Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, I love The Final Fantasy VII Remake. Right, but it's up there. It's a nominee. Which is great. And I, I think right. that's, that's we should start seeing more games like that because, like, whenever we see that, like, if Grand Theft Auto comes out, five bucks says the next Grand Theft Auto come out, it doesn't matter if it's garbage or not, that game is going to be on the game of the year contender list. 
And I know like that you can, you can just predict it because it's going to be there because people are going to be like, this is the best game ever. It's going to have such a following. It's going to be the biggest sold game that year. So it's just going to have that instant on the, on the, like we can just automatically put it there. And I think that's where my issue is with game of the year and where we're starting to go is the games that are on those lists now sometimes are the games that are like, if it's made by, if, if you can just kind of per se, yeah, this game's going to make the list. Yeah, but I, I can counteract your point, though. Look at the past Game of the Year winners for that show. Since it's become a better show, games that deserve to win the award have been winning the award year after year versus, like, Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto exactly. or, like, the easy picks. Didn't The Witness win one year? Uh, didn't... The Witness, I don't think, won. It won one of the categories. Control won last year. No, I think The Witness won, didn't it, Andy? I, I am looking into it right now. I know Sekiro won last year. That was the big surprise. No, last year Control won. No, Control was 2018. No, Look, oh, Control God of War was 2018. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I thought Control won. The, whatever year Control won, Control won. That, this is the thing, too, is that... And, and this is where I think that the thing is, is that the, the, the game of years are trying to become the Oscars for, for like, you know, movies, like, for, for games, right? And the problem is, is I don't think that video gaming has that much pull right now where we can say this is the true definition of the list of what games won this year. And I think that's the big, the big thing is that I just think it's like, you know what, if it's on that list, it's cool. Like, I think more people need to start looking like if, if, if dual screens, we like when dual screens does their game of the year, it, the list is going to be completely different. I can probably predict that when, if, I know that we're going to join dual screens on this list. And when that happens, that list is going to probably be very different from the game of the year awards. And I think that's where people don't need to put such a, this certain game of year game awards at such a high category of like, I, I was reading lists constantly that I don't want last of us to win. I can't, if last of us wins, I'm going to, I'm going to give up on the, the, the word game of the year. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, yeah, and and I'm here wondering why is so Doom the last what why is Doom on the list this year? That one's kind of weird for me. But it's good. The last Doom is good. The last five, five, good, but the last five winners are 2019 was Sekiro. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. 2018 was God of War. Yeah. 2017 was Breath of the Wild. Okay. 2016 was Overwatch. Same. 2015 was The Witcher. Yeah. 2014 was Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> Eric, continue. 2013 was Grand Theft Auto, well deserved. 2012 was The Walking Dead. Yeah. Well uh, season one. Mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls Five was before that. Skyrim, yeah. Red Dead Redemption One was before that. Yeah, so like I said, it's it's you look at what's what it's changed into, and we're starting to see games that aren't the best selling games win game of the year. Uh, well, okay, so let's go back through the list then. Sekiro, <laughs> at the time, was the highest highest selling PS4 exclusive. Yeah. God of War was at the time the highest selling PS4. But, but here's exclusive. the thing. Here's the thing, though. No, 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 no. But here's the thing. No, no, no. Let me finish. No, no, no. Let me finish. Okay. Legend of Zelda was the highest selling Switch game. Yes. Overwatch was the number one shooter at the time. The Witcher is the only with The Witcher and Dragon Age are the only two that stand out as like games that won that probably had no like n- they had no right winning based on sales. No, no, but here's the thing, actually they do because The Witcher still outsold a lot of games that year on multi-console than any other game at sold that year. Same thing the re- here's the thing, and this is what people got to stop looking at. Sekiro actually sold less copies than a lot of multi-platform games that year, and so did God of War. Matter. But that's the... it was the highest-selling PS4 game. But, at but the that time. that doesn't matter though. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter that it's the highest-selling PS4 game. That just shows that. P- Here's the thing that shows. That just shows that PlayStation makes good games. Now we can go into like, you know, I've always said before. When's the last time Xbox won Game of the? My argument whenever people will try to argue Xbox and PlayStation, I'm like, when's the last time Xbox won Game of the Year? And it was 2006. Okay. Actually, 2003, I think, was the time the last time they won Game of the Year, which was Halo 2, I think, was the last time they won Game of the Year 
for an Xbox exclusive. Okay. My God, that was like Xbox OG Xbox. Holy shit. <laughs> well, no, um, I think they won with Gears of War. One, no, one first person shooter. It didn't win Game of the But that's my whole point, though, right? Like, this is my. No, I keep going. What? It was Uncharted before that. Uncharted 2 in yeah. 2009. Yeah. 2008 was Grand Theft Auto 4. Yeah. 2007 was Bioshock. Yeah. 2006 was Elder Scrolls 4. Yeah, there we go. Elder Scrolls 4 was a. Oh, no, that was for both. Okay. Keep on going. 2005 was Resident Evil 4. Yeah. 2004. Uh, 2004 was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Okay. And then the first year is Madden. Okay, so Xbox has never won a Game of the Year through the Game of the Year awards. Anyway, proves my point even more. But beside that, but that's my whole point, right? Um, When we look at... This year is actually quite interesting because if I'm correct, the last... Oh no, because Ghost was the most... The best-selling PS4 exclusive. So that makes... <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, beside that point, that's my whole point, though. Joe's proving a point in this conversation on the idea that just because it's the best-selling game doesn't mean that it has to be the game that wins Game of the Year. And I think that's no, the, the big thing, the right? The best game should win Game of the Year. Well, it, the game that the game that confuses me, in all honesty, like Andy said, why is Doom on this list? The game that confuses me is Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah. It's going to win. And no, uh, I, here's my I, thing. I wonder... I I do I do believe it should win certain awards. I just no, it should win game of the year this year. I, I just think as game of the year, the only reason why I say I think, and this is what I think personally, I think a game that deserves to be on the game of the year category deserves to be a game that changed the industry. And I agree with Andy. Doom Eternal was a great game, but does it change a lot? It does, but not enough. Um, whereas. You know, Ghost changed the way an open world uh, samurai game plays. It, you know, the way the the lack of a HUD, the the way missions played out, it, it changed a lot of things like that. Um, you know, The Last of Us Two did it change a lot from The Last of Us One? No, and that's the reason why I don't like Andy says it's a great game, the emotional value, that all that kind of stuff. It's just a better version of. It's not sorry, not a better version, but it's it's just a good version of what The Last of Us did. And continues to do, and that's why it deserves to be there. But that's kind of where sometimes I really wish that we would take games, like have a category for games that weren't the best selling game, but just good games. Like one of my favorite games this year's was Golf Stories. Like I love that game. Man Eater, that's a great game. I love Man Eater. Yeah, but Untitled Goose Game almost won last year, so it's not like you're. Yeah, yeah, like... but but what the problem is, it didn't. And that's my whole thing. It didn't win. You know why it didn't? Because it's not the best game. Well, I didn't play it. I don't know. But that I played so, it. It's not the and, best and game. This is... It's a game that people fell in love with. That they yeah, love. they're gaming. It's it's got it's got a lot of charm. But game of the year, have, but Andy, you're like, a fucking goose. Thank you. Do you feel like it should be up against up for game of the year? Like like see, that's like saying bug snack should win like next year it's like yeah it's a fun game it's cute but it's not game of the fucking year no no but that's no, that's my whole point though is that <laughs> this is where my point comes in do we need a game of the year or do we need to have games of the year right do we need to give a title we do have games of the year it's their categories I, but... I, I get that but what i'm saying joe is do we need to have it where it's down to a single game or can we say these five games are the best games of this year well, they already no. are. It's like here is yeah, the best. Yeah, game. I get that. So well, one, we, one, one, that one stands above the rest. Yeah, it's a winner within winners. Basically, is what's happening. Yeah, so these are all great games that are worth any gamer's attention. But there's just one that stands out. Like, like when you look at last year, it's like Death Stranding, Resident Evil Two, Smash Bros. Ultimate, Outer Worlds, Control, and Sekiro. Like these are all amazing games. Yeah. But Sekiro, like it just transcended like right. all the other ones. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but that's my whole point. I just see that some years we have really good categories, and then some years it just seems like uh, we don't know where these these nominations are coming from. Like I think there's a lot of games that should be taking place of Doom and and Animal Crossing, and even Final. Fa I'll even say it. I think there should be some games that even take place over Final Fantasy VII in some of these categories. 
there's people saying that Final Fantasy VII should even be there, and I'm like, based on what? The remake? You're wrong. That's wrong. No, no, no. It should be there. I agree. It should be there in certain categories. I agree too. Certain categories, I just don't think it should be in. But, but like I say, that's the whole thing, though, right? Is it's I think the problem we run into sometimes with these games is it's like, okay, best voice, like when we look at best game of the year, and then we go, it, it, some of those games, like Last of Us, is in almost every category. Now, does it deserve to be in every single category? Not really. I think certain categories, it doesn't need to be there, but at the exact same time, that's what happens. But like, I think we... I mean, it depends. What's it up against? That's the thing. It's like it, it, it's hard because when when the game is when the game is up for game of the year, mm-hmm. it's in that top top category. It does so many other things well: the voice acting, the soundtrack, the graphics. It's like it hits so many points to get it to game of the year. So of yeah, course, it's, it's gonna be it. it's gonna be like in every category. So here's the other question I have, and this is the 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 one that I know is something that's always been a thing on Joe Joe's mind and I know it's been a thing on my mind as well and probably yours too Andy is does it matter when a game releases in the year to count towards game of the year because a lot of the time the sad thing we see is a game will come out in the beginning of the year and by the time it comes to that point where we vote for game of the year or people start talking about game of the year that game gets forgotten about even though it released in that year and it just gets kind you know, of forgotten about because we played all these other games before that happened. Like here, here's the thing, Corey. Like, yeah, you can ask me again because I can. I can guarantee you, come next year, you're gonna see Cyberpunk on that game. Well, and that's the other thing. I wonder if the part <laughs> of the time, sometimes you start to see these delays, and you. St- well, that's the other thing too, right? With day one patches becoming a thing. Right. Day one patches like games that are continuing to be built above and beyond what they started as. It almost makes you wonder if a game can come out really shitty at the beginning of the year and they can just fix it by the end of the year. And all of a sudden it becomes game of the year. Like, that's the other thing, too, is like, what do we judge the game of the year product on? Do we judge the game of the year product on the base game that came out originally or like with Borderlands 3? Like. Do you judge if all of a sudden like Borderlands 4 came out at the beginning of January and then all of a sudden it came out with all the expansions before the end of the year and then it's like, hey, game of the year, what do you guys think? And then everyone's like, well, I love Borderlands 3 with all the expansions. Now, does that count as game of the year or is it something different because of... Well, that's a whole different line of questioning. I feel like back to your original point, yeah. like, if you look back at some of these winners, like, God of War launched in April, like, um, um, you know, uh, Breath of the Wild was in March. Yeah, like, some of the good games, I think, will will out, right. outlast the, the being early, released right. earlier or not. Now it is, like, Persona 5, it came out in February. Yeah, Resident uh, Evil. Right, uh, so... May. Or, um, February. I think the good, the good games, they stand at that, that test of time, at least for the duration of the whole year. Like, if it's a really good game, yeah, like, it's gonna get played, like, to death for the entire year. So, that's not a huge concern. But I do wanna, you, you, you mentioned a good point because if we have a cyberpunk, which comes out, like, tonight slash tomorrow, this is like late, the early December. Yeah, it's broken as shit. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be, without a doubt, a nominee at least for next year's game award. Oh, a hundred percent. What will it be judged on? I mean, it has a huge leg up. It has a year to fix itself, more or less. Well, they already have a multi a standalone multiplayer coming out. They've right. already got a um the next expansions. They've already got next gen okay. versions. They've already got expansions right. going to be done within the year. Um, so like we know this game's gonna literally get that it, it, it's one of those things where we talk about the reason why I think free to play games or as Joe likes games with service or or Joe likes to say I hate those games. Um, I think the reason why we always see sometimes those and this is the big difference too, is that I think a game with service for some odd reason gets the now it's getting its own category, which I don't know. I just I just I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that, but either way, that's another whole topic. Um, but it's interesting to see how sometimes um, we see games that like God of War. When God of War won that year, 
it had it, it came out as a single game and that was it like once you beat the story that was it and i don't think the dlc came out till after that game of year the year awards um i could be a little bit wrong but either way like there was nothing really extra for it it was just a good base game whereas some games i find um they win game of the year because they do go here's the original game people loved it and then they keep on bringing you things to make you remind you of this game and like bring you back like make you continue playing it and then that becomes now a game of the year because like like Grand Theft Auto. I don't ever think any yeah, but Grand Theft Auto won game of the year based solely on a single player content. Uh, Online wasn't even a thing when it won. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It was. No, it was not. It wasn't even big. I'm not talking about the single player content, Joe. I'm talking about the idea of a game a game that is able to be replayed over and over and over again sometimes seem to win out over games that have a one-time experience and you're done Mm -mm, they don't look at the list they don't the only thing that really the only thing on that list that really won out that has replayability is like madden and overwatch Overwatch. yeah the rest i'm just talking about like the idea of a game when we're talking about the idea of a game releasing earlier in the year to later in the year like sometimes we see Mm -hmm. games and like I said, that's what I'm talking about is the idea of like, like Andy says, do you think that cyberpunk should be based off the, the version of the game we get tomorrow? It will be. Or do you think it will be based off the version of cyberpunk no, that be people based- play later on in the year on the PS5? No, it will not be based on that. It will be based on the, the version that comes out tomorrow because that's the release game. But, but here's that's the, what they based the everything thing. on. So when Ant- they based all the reviews on, all the scores on, all the Metacritic reviews, but, they're but, not based. They don't go back and go. Hey, man, we're going to update this because you got an update. No, 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 no. People base games on release product because that's how it works. No, the the way the video game awards are based, Joe, is that what they do is at the end of the year, they go to IGN and they say, you give us your top five out of your entire company. You give us your top. Actually, they don't do that. They actually have a panel that Jeff single. That's what I'm saying. But that panel picks the games. So what I'm saying is like, so for example, when we talk about cyberpunk next year. Andy has said himself he's not playing it until the PS5 version comes out, which means Andy's version of the Cyberpunk is going to be the PS5 version. Of that even come out? It, we don't know, but that's what I'm saying is it's going to be the PS5 version that comes. Good luck, out. Andy. But but what I'm getting... good luck. Yeah. But either way, <laughs> Andy, good luck. Andy's going to. How long it's going to put out this version? <laughs> what are you? I don't know why. Well, okay, you know, like... that's a whole other topic. <laughs> this is literally eight months worth of development hell. Like we had. Listen. Did. Doom, does anyone remember Duke Nukem Forever that took 10 goddamn years? Like, and it still was a turn when it fucking wasn't. Yeah, like, I like that game, so. No, but what I'm saying is, why is everybody complaining about Cyberpunk getting delayed for eight months? It's eight months. It's not delayed. It's coming out for the system it was supposed to come out for. That other other system it's coming out for was announced after the game was already almost done. I don't think it's the eight month thing, Corey. It's the fact like it was four delays the span of eight months. Yeah, I guess so. But COVID also (laughs) delayed a lot more things than just video. Then again, it was announced eight years ago. 2012, this game was first announced. Yeah. Like, you have an April release that's not too far off when COVID first struck, so. It should have been nearly, very nearly done at that point. Yeah. Now you could have said, all right, let's do one big release, one big delay. I, I get you. I get where that sits. But I mean, like I say, it's just. I told you how I feel on this whole topic. I told you that they delayed the game because they couldn't get it to work on the next gen systems. And then they started making some bullshit up that, it, oh, it won't run on current gen. Actually, you know that. It was done for current gen months ago. Oh, no, no. And don't no, give me the shit no, that it wasn't. No, here's the, it, here's the thing, Joe. Joe, was, Joe, 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 here's the, here's the thing. If, if, if you actually look into what's happening right now in reviews, they're not giving reviewer codes to consoles because it's still not working on consoles. It's only working on PC. And they actually had to release all reviewer codes on pc for that exact reason so your argument is 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 mute at this point on that factor because it's actually not working on current gen that's why there's a then why is it releasing tomorrow with the day one patch it's 102 gigs yes it's releasing with a day one patch it's 102 gigs for console that's the size of the game it doubles Still, the game. And you're telling me they're releasing a broken game with a patch, is what you're telling that me. There's a reason why nobody's able to show their own gameplay. There's a reason why there's a big giant fiasco. That's a whole other category right now of the release of Cyberpunk and how a game company can tell people not to release 
their footage and not show footage because of the bugs and the issues that are with the game. And people are looking past that. There's a whole giant, big giant thing with that. That That's a whole nother category. But man, if Keanu back, Reeves doesn't attach this shit heap, no one will be buying this shit. But back to your original point, I think in a in a perfect world, yes, the the, the game when it's released tomorrow, as it is, should be the first. Yeah. Yes, but we have a whole year, guys. Like the game is going to improve. Yeah. Like how can how how can a judge for an award show? look at the shittier version of it well like i said if you if, if you were one of the judges if you were picked as a judge you would be like oh well, i played only the ps5 version i don't know what the fuck you're talking about this broken piece of shit yeah. released on day one right right but that's my whole point <laughs> i think the thing is is that i it's nice to see that the games are changing due to the fact that obviously with him picking certain judges um obviously we're starting to see such a not biased uh Listen, guys, voting we're, we're getting we're getting God of War two next year on PS Five. I know. Win anyway. Well, that's that's that's, that's the other thing. I mean, there's so many games. Like next <laughs> next year is going to be so ridiculous. Like Grand Turismo <laughs> Seven's coming out. We've got Ratchet and Clank coming out. We have got God of War two coming out. We got Horizon coming out. Like, yeah. So is there going to be another, really like like is there going to be? Well, they just call it the PlayStation Awards next. Yeah, year. they just be the PlayStation Awards. But anyway, any closing comments you guys have based on the Game Awards? Andy, I'll let you go first. Yeah, again, I just want to just echo my earlier thoughts. Like, I'm, I'm really in this thing for the E3 type of announcements. Like, I'm more in it to see what what surprises are in store for us, like, in terms of reveals and upcoming games. And like, the awards themselves, like, I, I know what, what good games are. I shouldn't be told by some guys in suits who voted on, on, on a panel well, exactly. what game I should be playing. Well, I agree. Um, so I- I'm not there for that. It's nice when a game I like gets recognition. That's always great. Um, and this is also for other people like bragging rights, like, oh, my system got the game of the year game, so and your system sucks. I, mean, I don't play yeah, that game. That does. That... But you know, I think like like most people, I'm gonna sit back, have a beer, and just try to get through the cringe. Hopefully, as minimal as possible this year. And, well, I'm gonna laugh the whole time. That's what I'm gonna just do. See, and to see what fun shit is going to get revealed. It's, they're promising 12 games, so I'm all for that. But I think it's come a long way, the show, since its inception. Yeah. It's gotten better. Like, when you see games like Celeste and Inside and, you know, On the List and Hades, like, they're not just popularity contests. Yes, some of them are like, yeah, but it's like, they're indies, but they're popular indies, too. Yeah. Like, I, I get that sentiment, but... It's, I just feel like that term's going away now. That, it is, that term it of is. indies is definitely starting because, to be because they can outshine AAA, like Hades. Which makes like, it look like it looks like shit. Right. <laughs> but I think the thing is, well, people work on this game. Why is your game so fucking broken? One, well, I remember too before, like indies were like quoted as a game studio that was under a certain amount of people that was only costing X amount of dollars to make or something like that. That's originally the term of indie, and now it's like some of these indie games have like a good sized team behind them or like it's just it's just basically i think indie games have just taken over the double a space what we used to have is double a space that's what these games are hades is a double a game that's what it is it is now a double a it's it's just made by a double a company that that's that's what they've become like a double a game is fast and the furious crossroads that's a that's a double a game that's 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 (laughs) yeah oh yeah well we'll find out on december 25th i'm on twitch so joe what about your final thoughts there on game of the year i mean i'll be laughing i'll be watching um hopefully nintendo shows up i'm hoping that we get a limited run announcement for scott pilgrim that's what i'm hoping we get at game awards like i want a limited run collector's edition of scott pilgrim like physical that's what i want announced at the game awards nice i want to be able to hold the fucking game in my hand and go now you can't take it away from me now you can't take it away from me uh um, i'm hoping we get i'm hoping we get some reveals from nintendo like honestly like i'm hoping nintendo really shows up i doubt it because they're nintendo they kind of just, we'll just have the direct the day uh, after march, march to their beat of their own drum they'll probably <laughs> announce another fucking pokemon mobile game okay and the, like, yeah so pokemon, what is it po- what, will, what will this one be called uh po- po- pokemon masturbate i don't know like 
They're like running out of ideas at this point. Let's go, go, go play Temtem. It's a much better Pokemon. Yeah, game which came Pokemon. out uh, early access. It's early access. Did you play it yet? Oh, it's a lot of fun. It's early access it's- right now on PlayStation. If you buy it, you get five days early access. Comes out actually. I think tomorrow is the actual yeah, release date. It's- even in its unfinished state, it's more fun than any Pokemon game you'll ever play, which is a huge statement. <laughs> I just think the, the closing statements for the Game Awards for me is just, you know, you, you can't take this stuff seriously because right. half these half these categories are absolute trash just to gain f- funding and like viewers. I feel like they're really leaning towards the esports to get viewers. Yeah. Like, they know that that's a huge audience now and they're trying to yeah. pull from it. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely, it's disgusting. Who cares? Who's influential in the in the industry? Yeah. No, and then and then do you know what I think is funny? I think it's funny who's gonna win most uh best on best content creator is probably gonna go to Alana Pierce, and now she has an actual job in the industry, which I think is hilarious. Right. Which I don't think she should win now or shouldn't even be allowed to win now. Right. Well, and, and that's the big thing. I think I think that so good in a job in the industry. That's how influential she is. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but but that's the big thing. And I think just for her though, I think, congratulations to her. Yeah, awesome. Oh, she's, great. she's great. And I think that she is amazing, cool person. Um, and I and and just let's let's talk about that category real quick because it's ridiculous. Like I don't know. We only got like where's like four oh, minutes. All right, it's all right. Where's where's like Woods and people like that who make or Arlo. Like people who make content reviews, it's only people who do Twitch. Like literally. Ah, uh, that's not true. What else is there on? There? Uh Jack Septicai and uh PewDiePie and Greg Miller all won without doing Twitch gaming. No, I said this year. Oh I didn't say Well because that's because that's sadly this year though, um when YouTube started doing the ad thing, a lot of YouTubers have moved to Twitch. And so a lot of YouTubers and the way to do platforming now, a lot of which streamers are just making a Twitch stream and then just moving their content to YouTube afterwards. It, but I, I think the awards doesn't even look at those avenues, though, Corey, is what I'm telling you. But that's what I'm saying. People that are using Twitch as their main base and then having YouTube are having more of a following. Twitch has gained a lot more of a following in the sense of like becoming popular, especially in the gaming industry. More people know Ninja's name than they know, uh, you know, who's the angry video game nerd. I know we know who the angry video game nerd is, but more people know Ninja because of his Twitch slash esports background. And that's the big thing is that I think that's where we're going in. Or because of Drake, you know. But either way, yeah, like I said, there's all these different things. But like I say, I think that's what we've we've cracked the nail on the head, I think, is that really, guys, don't just be... Watch the Game Awards for the announcements and, you know, cheer on the games you want to cheer on. But don't sit there and try to like this is this game awards is not the be all end all for games just because your game that you enjoyed this year isn't on this list doesn't mean it's not a great game just because the game didn't win the category you wanted doesn't mean it's a great game you know you have just as much power as an influencer as we do and as they do to just make great games the reason why hades is such a great game wasn't because it just came out nobody heard about it and then all of a sudden it just is on this category it's because people like andy me joe uh, other people at IGN and many other places saw this be a category, saw this game, was like, this is a game neat people need in their hands and told people about it. And I think that's the big thing is that don't uh, take this as the game. This is not the be all end all list of games that have to win. Uh, this is just the list that uh, a, a few select few have made. But with that, I'm going to end the show there. And as always, guys, you know, you can find us on Facebook on the Game Stuff podcast. Uh, with that as well, you can go find us on Proven Gamer website with that and hit that Amazon link to uh, do all your shopping needs to help out the store. Don't forget, you can always find all of us at our associated Twitters. We have an at GameStuffCast one. I, you can find me at the at GroundedGamer, no e double d. You can find Joe at, at MrTMNT84. With that, don't forget the other shows on the show. Plus, we have our logo made by IsaacSago.carbon. You you can find him at IsaacSago.carbonmade.com. And as always, our intro song is by a band, Take Away the Ugly, and the song is called Don't Panic. With that, Andy, where can they find you and listen to your wonderful show? Oh, yes. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms like Spotify and iHeartRadio and Podbean. 
uh, dual screens, D-U-E-L screens. I'm on Twitter, dual underscore screens. And also on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash dual screens TV. Yeah, that's all the things, I think. Yes. And on Twitch. And on Twitch. Uh, they do a live screens, show. They have their live show. Every Sunday. And then every it, Tuesday now. Every Tuesday. Yeah, every Tuesday. Live show. Don't forget. So after you're done listening to us in the morning, go watch them. <laughs> so as always, you guys, stay grounded, eh? Oh, yeah. Fuck Jeff Keeley. <laughs>